May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. It is good, Lord, to be here. Has it ever happened where you found yourself someplace in life and you just looked around and were struck? Just kind of had to pause and say, this is good. Life is good. Maybe it was when you finally reached a career milestone. Maybe it was when you were on vacation overlooking some beautiful vista, the mountains or the ocean. Or maybe it's your dream home and you look around and you say, it is good to be here. Or maybe it's people. Maybe it's when your whole family finally got together again after COVID and everybody was there. Or maybe it was when you finally came back to church to be with your family and, and you felt home. It is good, Lord, to be here. That's what Peter said on the Mount of Transfiguration in our gospel lesson. And that's what we can say today, right here, right now, doing what we're doing. It's good to be here in this beautiful building that we worked so hard to build and put in so much time and effort and money to maintain. This building that proclaims God's glory in its architecture and art and in what goes on here. It's good to be here with our brothers and sisters in Christ, this church family who is here to encourage and support one another, to to build one another up with your smiles and handshakes and hugs, praying for and with one another. It's good to be here for what we do here, worship. You know, that word talks about showing worth, where we get to say to God, you are worth something to me with our prayers and our praises and our singing and our attitude and our offerings. And even better, where God says that same thing to us, you are worth something to me. So I gave you my son, I give you my word and my forgiveness and my promises and even my flesh and blood. It is good, Lord, to be here. As we look at our text in Luke chapter 9, we're going to see why it's good to be here. And and as we we study it, I I want us to, to highlight three things. It's good to be here first to see his glory, to appreciate his mission, and then to listen to God's son. So first, it's good to be here to see his glory. You know the story of the transfiguration. You heard Vicar read it a couple of minutes ago. You heard it in the children's sermon. Notice how it starts. It says, about eight days after Jesus said this. So that's talking about the previous week when they were in Caesarea Philippi and Jesus was teaching his disciples. And remember he asked them, who do you say that I am? And Peter gave that amazing confession. He said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And then Jesus proceeded to explain what the Christ had to do. He had to suffer and die and rise again. So a week after that, Jesus takes these three disciples, this inner circle of his disciples, Peter, James, and John, up on the Mount of Transfiguration, and it earns its name. His glory shines through. He's brighter than the sun, brighter than a flash of lightning, our text says. 
And that's when Peter says it. It is good, Lord, to be here. And then instantly demonstrates that he probably really didn't understand why. Because he says, hey, let, let's build some shelters. Let's stay here. And, and Luke gives us the commentary. He didn't really know what he was talking about. <clears throat> and here's where I think we, we might see maybe our issue with this scene, that we kind of do the same thing, not always realizing why it's good to be here. I mean, think about it. You're here. You're at church. You're even at early service. You're good. You're God-fearing people. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing, right? So you're listening to God, which probably means you're, you're a, a better spouse and neighbor and, and friend and worker and, and, and everything else, at least better than most. So it's good to be here because here you see your glory. That, that's what Satan's trying to convince you. <clears throat> of course, you look at our, our scene in the text and it's really clear that that's not how it works, right? No one can look at this and say, oh yeah, Peter, James, and John, their glory is on display here. No, that would be silly to, to even say, but of course, sometimes our pride causes us to think some silly things, and silly is probably not the right word for it. Of course it's Jesus' glory that's shining through in this scene on the Mount of Transfiguration. And I want us to notice something. This isn't like something that was put on Jesus for this particular moment, right? It's not just that he happened to shine then. No, this is who he was and always is. It's just that for a while he had been hiding it. <clears throat> Remember how, how John described heaven? In, in the book of Revelation, uh, Jesus gave John that, that vision, that glimpse of heaven. And, and John talked about the lighting system in heaven. He said that this heaven didn't need the sun or moon to shine on it because the glory of God is its light. And the lamb, Jesus, is its lamp. That's who Jesus is. The glory of God. And you know how that glory of God works. It should destroy us. Because he is absolute holiness and we are not. That's why Jesus hid his glory for his years on earth. <clears throat> but there on the Mount of Transfiguration, the glory of God did not destroy not even Peter the Proud, who just a week earlier had been called the mouthpiece of Satan. The glory of God didn't destroy even James and John, the sons of thunder, with, with their arrogance and their No, in his grace, God allowed those disciples, those sinners, to see Jesus for who he really is. And in so doing, he shows us who Jesus really is as the grace of God shines so brightly, another facet of this diamond that is God's glory. It is good to be here, to see his glory. And that happens when we appreciate, when we understand his mission. <clears throat> you notice what the conversation was about on that mountain? Jesus, Elijah, and Moses were talking it says they were talking about Jesus' departure. The word is exodus. And Luke describes what that is. He says, which he was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. 
He's talking about his death, right? He's talking about his mission for why he was here. That same mission that Jesus had been teaching about the previous week when he said that the Christ had to suffer and die. And remember, Peter jumped in and said, no, 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 Jesus, that suffering and dying stuff, that's not for you. And here again, Peter shows that he's not quite clicking with Jesus' mission because he says, hey, Jesus, you're shining this glory. That's good. Let's stay here. I'll build altars. Not realizing that the key facet of Jesus' glory is his grace that brought him here to earth to hide that glory for a time so that he could save us. Jesus' glory is seen most clearly in his fulfillment of his mission. And again, we could try throwing stones at at Peter, but, you know, the whole glass houses thing... Probably not a good idea because I think there are times that we don't always click exactly with Jesus' mission, his purpose in our life. Because we have an idea of what would be good in life, right? Jesus, this would be good. If you do this, whatever these things on my list are, when this happens, then life is good. And sometimes Jesus says, no, that. And I said, no, 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 Jesus, this, what I'm thinking of here, this is how things should go, and that would be good. And then God gives us that. And sometimes the that is not very easy, but it is an opportunity for us to display God's glory in how we handle it, in in how we lean on him, and he brings us through it, and God's glory is shown. But we say, no, I want this, and God says that, whether that's a a sickness or a, a death or a loss or, or a weakness or, or a failure. Sometimes our idea of our purpose and God's purpose for us is different. And sometimes we try to, we try to get around that too, right? You know, we know what God's mission is for us and, and part of it is, is maybe having that conversation with someone that Boy, might make things uncomfortable, and, and so I find ways to avoid it, right? Or maybe it's that apology that I know I owe, but my pride doesn't want to admit it. Or maybe it's the frustration that, you know, maybe one more drink might drown. Friends, it is good to be here where we can see Jesus fulfilling his mission to come and rescue us from all of that. Because it's true. As he is, he could have stayed up there on that mountain, shining in all his glory for all eternity, and he would have been just fine. But he came down. He hid his shining again so that he could turn off the lights in the sky for those three hours while he hung on the cross. His clothes returned to normal appearance so that they could be gambled over by those soldiers. He came down that Mount of Transfiguration only because he was determined to climb Mount Calvary with your cross. Because he loves you. Because he remembered his mission. And as he comes down that Mount of Transfiguration, the glory of his love shines. It's good to be here. 
to appreciate his mission so that we see his glory. And it's good to be here to listen to God's son. That's what the father boomed from heaven, isn't it? This is my son. Listen to him. That's what transfiguration was for. So that we could see who Jesus is so that we would listen to him. Think about why he took those disciples up there. They needed this. They needed to be reminded of who Jesus was so that when the things they were about to see would happen, they could hold on to his promises knowing that he really is God. The transfiguration of our Lord reminds us that God has given us everything we need to get through whatever it is he has placed in our lives. The transfiguration of our Lord reminds us that God has given us everything we need to fulfill his purpose in our lives. Think about it. Jesus knew that Satan was going to sift Peter like wheat and succeed in getting him to deny his Savior. Jesus knew that John was going to have to watch his dear friend and Savior be executed. Jesus knew that James was going to be persecuted so much and even suffer martyrdom. So before any of that happened, he took them up on that mountain to show them who he was so that they could hold on to his promises when life got tough. And friends, he's done the same for us. He has brought us up this mountain of his word and has pulled back the veil. Here he shows us his glory in a way that we can see it and be saved. These times here in his word are essential to prepare you for what you have coming. Listen to it. Listen to him. In order to fulfill your mission, whether that's as a spouse or child or parent or worker or friend or neighbor, you need this. Listen to him. Listen to Jesus in God's word. See his glory. Then you'll be able to say, it is good, Lord, to be here. And come back here to his word often, where you can see his glory, appreciate his mission, and listen to God's son. It is good, Lord, to be here in Christ. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let's rise and confess our faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. 
You may be seated as we take this opportunity to give our gifts of thanks and praise to God in the form of our offering. As the offering is gathered, please do fill out the friendship registers that are being handed down the aisle. As you put your information in there, it better allows us to do what God has called us together to do. Encourage one another on toward love and good deeds. God of 